get pitted, so pitted like that. Hey, yeah. I haven't done that since I'm about, I don't know, fucking six. 26. <laughs> 36. Yeah. I did it last week. <laughs> let's, be uh, right. let's go. Well, let's, let's get into it. Welcome to Pitted, the podcast where we ask the question, what happens when one era comes up against another? It's one subject pitted against itself in a battle for rock culture supremacy. We tackle music, we tackle film, we will eventually tackle sport, I promise. And tonight we take on Guns and Roses. And uh, I've got to be honest, I don't think we're really doing era versus era tonight, are we? We're actually changing up the, the process a bit, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. First of all, Cardi, Moose, how are you, fellas? Very good, Eric. We are, uh, we're looking better than you, mate. It looks like a graphic close-up scenes off Red and Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> Shows like the- Stimpy, the- you idiot. The snot like dribbling slowly yeah. down his face and then into his mouth. <laughs> I think we actually just showed our age with the Ren and Stimpy reference, by the way. You idiot. Uh, how long has that been off the air now? Um, you reckon? I never got into it. it. Really? Nah. It had, it had oh. interesting theme music, but um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the- it. Uh, abstract. It wasn't the style like The Simpsons. So. It's like Cardi's yeah. head in a normal mirror. It's abstract. <laughs> if, if you're here, would you say that? I don't think so. Like, oh, they may put, put you down again, mate. Oh, right, guys, I know. Look, I know it hasn't been too long before drinks. I thought we got all this shit out before we started. And Cardi, just because you're wearing a Metallica jumper, don't think you've got some guns behind you. I do. Is that a Master yeah. of Puppets one I can see? Yeah, it is. Very nice. Thank you. Thank it actually you. looks like uh, a little bit different. Different take on the album cover. It's got the different colouring. It's got yeah, okay. It's nice. Nice. Yeah, it's got the yeah, it's cheap. got the hands in the street. Huh? Yeah. Cheap ripoff. It's got one L in it. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Have you, Met- have, metallic have you, metallic her. <laughs> have you actually seen that on their uh, some of their cases? Um they misspelt Metallica. Did it become it's a collector's on- item? Yeah, well they still they still do it with it because they're like, oh fuck it. And the bug it um, up green um ride the lightning. That's yeah, the fire. album. That's right. I think yeah. you referenced that in our episode four, didn't you, Moose? I believe I did. We love a bloody tangent on this show, don't we? <laughs> we do. We, we, should, oh. we should probably get into what our uh, actual core material is tonight. So. Yeah. Well, as I said in the lead-in, we're not doing really era to era. And I think, Moose, before we started, you pointed out that we're actually doing one particular era. Uh, Cardi, what are we doing? Uh, tonight, we're doing uh, Use Your Illusions 1 versus Use Your Illusions 2. And I might as well get into the title tonight. Tonight's episode is called... Use your illusions three. Yeah. Whoa, mind blown. How'd you come with that? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, well, we had some alternate names, yeah. I, um, after uh, my lame first name, which was um, Suns Out, Gunners Out, I thought it was pretty good. But now, I look, retrospectively, after you guys put hate on me, I also realized it kind of sucked. So, and the, um, then did you put hate on yourself? <laughs> um, yeah, so tonight we're covering Use Your Illusion. Well, hang on. Versus two. A couple other good. There are some actual decent alternative names that got thrown out too. Really? Was Guns and Poses. Yeah. I thought that was oh, a good one. Okay, one of the good ones. I was going to say one of the oh. good ones because we actually gave you shit about that. So, you totally sucked. <laughs> anyway, it's Use Your Illusion 3. Who came up with that? Me. 
Me? It was not you. It was fucking me, you lying cuff. Right, It was me. <laughs> Look, I can't actually remember. I'm gonna. I'm just going to fence sit here. I can't actually remember who came up with first. Oh, I can't either, but Jesus, the fact that Moose got so defensive, I think there's one of two things happening. Either he really did or he's got some sort of issue that he hasn't resolved today. <laughs> <laughs> you mean some kind of uh, build-up r- related issue? <laughs> you guys. I've been tantric all week tonight. The stimulus stuff, my full release. Oh, and we're, now we're back to American Bites. <laughs> oh, the best of that movie too, when he goes, holy shit. Everyone just goes, holy shit. Holy <laughs> shit. It's yeah, not right. like well, a 30-year-old Blink-182 are just watching a 70-year-old. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Both those movies has had an awesome soundtrack. Blink-182, yeah. Sum 41. Yeah. Pick Runga. First, first one was Red Hot. There was a bit of Weezer in there as well. So yeah, Hashpot. Hashpot was in there. Yeah. Cardi, what are we doing tonight, buddy? We're going to do 14 rounds, which which sounds like an absolute marathon, but we promise we will <laughs> move through it pretty quickly. Um, and we're only doing one quick pit tonight. So we're doing uh, a quick pit to open the um, open the episode, and all the rounds will literally just be uh, song for song, user illusions one versus user illusions two, except for the quick pit, which our listeners will find out what we're quick pitting against that and why, and then they'll mm. probably quickly work out the rest of the structure for the songs as well that we're doing for round per yeah. round. So we've basically changed it up in that we're not doing the singles, we're not doing any of the other stuff. It's literally track by track. Yeah. So we're going all the way through and then to make our ultimate album, which will be Use Your Illusion 3. So I'm actually pumped for this. Uh, And I know we say this every single episode because we love these subjects, but Jesus, I forgot how good both these albums were. Because I've always loved Appetite and I've always held Appetite as like the ultimate Gunners album. Got to be honest. There's not many of them. Well, there's not many of them, but like there's three major albums that they really release, including yeah. Lies, if you count that's four. But I've always said Appetite was the best. I don't know if I feel that way anymore after listening to these over and over again. Oh, I've still got some pretty red hot songs. So we're talking we're talking Welcome to the Jungle, Paradise City, Sweet Child of Mine, Mr. Brownstone. Yeah. Rock it's so easy. Yeah. Yeah, Rocket Queen. Yeah. Um great. Like if you looked at probably successful singles. Um, I don't know actually were they all singles can't remember about four or five of them wasn't there I don't, I think was, Mr. Like, was Mr. Brownstone a single they did later on I think um, I think it's later on no 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 Mr. Brownstone wasn't welcome to Jungle Sweet Child of Mine they did video later yeah but Sweet Child of Mine was their only number one hit yeah I think it's still I was having a look on Spotify the other day seeing what their number one song was listened to I think it was I think Sweet Child of Mine was up there and um November Rain was up there. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Welcome to the Jungle. And um, My World. Parada- yeah. Parada- but any- <laughs> we'll my World. That. We'll get to that. <laughs> but anyway. You idiot. <laughs> use Your Illusions 1, Use Your Illusions 2. Something different, both simultaneously brought out on the same night. Yeah. September 17, 1991, both released on midnight. Both debuted at 1 and 2. So Use Your Illusions 2 was number one and Use Your Illusions 1 debuted at number two. I think they're both seven times platinum. Um, I've always found funny, though, that they both got released on the same day, right? So essentially it's a double album. Sure, it's two separate CDs. But one went to number one, one went to number two. Who is not buying both at the same time? And 
without the internet and all the other stuff, how do you know which one to buy? Well, maybe, maybe I don't know. Would it what would a lot of people have had enough money to splash on two albums at the same time back then? I don't know. I don't know. I've mean, always, always found that weird. I've always been drawn to the two cover. I think the blue. I like. It's a bit of a softer palette, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. It's just always yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I reckon the blue stands out a bit more. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm with I'm with Moosey on that one. I just I think I actually I, listened to two before I listened to one anyway. For some reason, oh yeah, I'm the so. same. I th- I think I heard like it's gone back a long time now, but I think you I remember hearing. No, yeah, I had it. Ta- I had both tapes, but yeah. I remember hearing. I think it was on Rage or something. I heard November Rain first. That was the first song I heard off both. But I think I listened to the second album first. So I was like you guys. I got Use um, Your Illusions 1 for Christmas in 1993. Ah. Good, good Christmas nice. present. Yeah. Who got you that? Your mum? Yeah. Mum. What a oh, legend. What, what a legend. I know why I've always found her attractive now. She's got a yeah. great choice in presents. <laughs> She's a choice same, in son. This is the same woman in 95 <laughs> who bought me Steam on E17 Steam for Christmas. That had some good songs on it. But hang on. No, right. no, no, <laughs> 1997, she got me a separate Trura shirt for Christmas, so two out of three ain't bad. So has that sort of covered off when we first sort of got into Gunners? Where I think all of us were Use Your Illusions too. Um, I, I, think I, kind of- I, I think I first got into them maybe through Rage and stuff like that. I heard like maybe November Rain. I think I remember the November Rain film clip being film played clip, to death. Yeah. Being played to death on Rage. Like it was on probably like five times in the morning, each morning. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, actually, oh, for- the pub growing up. Remember the old jukebox? Oh, the jukebox. In the yeah. old pool room had lies on it. It did too. You're right. 100%. I, I first heard of Gunners though because I think Moose mentioned before I got a tape, a dub tape of the uh, Appetite for Destruction um, and it had a little bit of Nirvana bleach on there from memory. Um, oh, yeah. So that would have been, what would yeah, that have been? 91, 92, 90, 91. So it would have been not long after that then um, Usual Illusions come out and then obviously yeah, Rage saw November Rain and End up getting. I think I got the the blue album first from memory, but I've, I've got both since. So, yeah. All right, guys. So we're doing a bit different tonight. We're not doing the normal pitted where we're picking out singles, etc. What we're doing tonight, we're just going song for song. Guns and Roses fans out there might go, "Hang on, there's 16 songs on Usual Illusions one and 14 on two, But we've True. decided uh, bad obsession and you ain't the first are just two songs that don't don't sort they, of they, they should. They stink. They should have songs like that first album. They don't belong on there. Um, so we're taking them out and then making a fourteen a piece, and that probably leads me into the first and only. All right, guys, twenty seconds each. Which songs are shittest and why? <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll rip in. Um, you ain't the first. Um, it's too slow. Makes me want to go to sleep. It's not a great song. I say chuck the song in the fucking bin. I think that was my comments. Um, bad Obsession. I said Billy Ray. My comments were Billy Ray, eat your heart out. <laughs> bad Obsession doesn't suit the style of the album at all. I'd probably say what's shitter to me, I'm going Bad Obsession. Just the start, and, the start annoys me and, yeah, just uh, <laughs> I was just listening to the start. I'm like, what is going on with this song? Get it off my it's, headphones. It's a honky-tonk kind of it, – yeah. it just it, it, and as you said, it doesn't suit the song. So, it uh, suit the album. So, You Ain't the First, as bad as that is, that's, yeah. uh, that's better for me. Yeah. So, Bad Obsession yeah, yeah. is shitter. So, yeah. You know the start of Bad Obsession reminds me of? 
you know the harmonica that's going on in the rape scene in Pulp Fiction? Can we call it the love scene though, please? Remember when he walks in with the machete and like bloody, um, what's he raves? baby. He raves, yeah, but he walks in and it's, it's just going, <laughs> <laughs> Marcellus Wallace. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. So, the bad obsession, yeah, it's just because of Billy Ray. So, bad obsession is shitter for you? Yeah. yeah, well, that's a coin right. split. We all agree. Bad Obsessions is the shooter song, man. All right. Well, we're all going to see, well, two of us are because Cardi didn't get a ticket. Are going to see Guns N' Roses later on when they tour Australia in, was it November? 28th of November or something? Looking I, forward to that. Let's I saw it at Moosey last time, so I'm okay. I'll live with it. All right. Well, well let's, let's just hope they don't play either of these songs. So, <laughs> Axel, if you're listening, please do not play Bad Obsession. And if you do, I'm going to take it as you listen to this episode and you went, you know what, Eric? Fuck you, I'm playing Bad Obsession. Can you get a beer, Eric? No, I can't, man. I, I, I feel crook and I've got the pseudo, but I think I'll, st- I'll stay on the twining tonight. And there's another reason why I don't want to be on the beer because I'm going to look like Cardi, acting like an absolute fucking goose. How many, hang on, every fucking time you are the most pissed. How many have you had already? Uh, I've, I've literally had two beers and then I had a sleep and I'm just starting with a beer now. What are you drinking? Uh, tonight, I have an excellent beer, one that Moose found hilarious. I'll, I'll save a photo for uh, one of our posts. Uh, I'm drinking the Lloyd and Harry uh, limited releases from Mountain Culture. They look like uh, Lloyd and Harry's tuxes from uh, so Dumb good. and Dumber. <laughs> so good. <laughs> They're actually really good. It, t- it yeah. tastes really good too. It's pretty good. Well, well, as you guys know, I'm not much of a craft beer connoisseur. I would actually buy them just for the, for the can. Uh, we've just got a, a nice little 8.2%. Holy shit. How many standard drinks to it? Uh, three point two standard drinks <laughs> in a five hundred mil can. Jesus! But can, yeah, can you? You're not drinking out of the can, though, are you, David? Uh, no, I have a uh, quite a fine glass. Yeah, I wouldn't say fine. I'd say. Can you also put a photo of that on Instagram for our listeners too, just to know that you sound really cool drinking some craft beer, yep. and but you look like a wanker doing it. Anyway. <laughs> Should we start getting yeah. this? Or? And just a sure. warning to our viewers: we do drink, we do swear. So, uh, if that's not for you, turn off this episode right now and do not listen. Actually, do not turn off this episode right now <laughs> and keep listening. Uh, enjoy the episode. Yes. There is a bit of swearing <laughs> and a bit of drinking. Yeah, like, Thank you. Like, Thank like, you for Peter Podcast. <laughs> well, I also think it's um, commensurate with the amount of swearing that Axel does on his albums. Oh. In fact, I was thinking about this the other day. Outside of Guns N' Roses, before Guns N' Roses, can you think of any bands that really swore as much in their music? NWA? <laughs> no, no, they were after Gunners, man. No, they before them. No, they were, were they? before them. They were late 80s. Yeah, they were late yeah, 80s. Gunners were around in mid-80s. Yeah, they, they didn't went, release they their was, album until 87. They weren't swearing that much in... Um, what, about, what about Fuck the you Police? <laughs> the says, Police. He says Fuck Off and Easy, that's it. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Nah, there's some, there's some where Axel lets loose on the swearing. I was, li- I was, listening, on the tra- what, what I was listening on the train and I'm like, good God, this man swears a lot. I'm glad I'm wearing headphones, yeah. you know? What did How to get me, it's so easy, Mr. Yeah. Brownstone. There's heaps of swearing. Yeah. I think he let loose a little bit more on um, these two albums, in particular the Yellow album. Yeah. NWA, 1986. Yeah, well, Gunners were formed in 85, brother. Yeah, yeah but they did the first album until 87. Straight out Compton, 88. Ah! But hang on. Eric wins on all accounts. No, hang on. Easy E did Boys in the Hood in... Yeah, and his name's not Easy E. It's Easy Motherfucking E. <laughs> yeah, he died from AIDS. Really? 88. 
Yeah, he enjoyed too go. much of the good life of the ladies in there. The um, he, yeah. he was a fool and he didn't wrap his tool. Yeah, <laughs> during the AIDS epidemic, mind you. Yeah. Very good. All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, thanks for the warning, Cardi. Now, we've got a sponsor tonight, boys. Apple iPad, fathering children since 2012. Doing a great job with my kids too. Thank you, Steve Jobs, <laughs> for your legacy. <laughs> Well, we're actually going to give a proper corporate shout-out to Manmade Building, custom home and renovation specialist down in the Shoalhaven region, local with a passion for ethical practice and quality craftsmanship. Uh, hit them up at Manmade Building, or one word, on Instagram, and uh, Chris will sort you out. Nice. Nice. Done. Very good. All right. So, well, round one, yeah? Let's go. Round one. Well, is it, yeah, I guess it's round one. We'll just go. It's track by track. This is, yep. And the other thing to specify here too, usually we mix up the songs, the, you know, the stronger songs against the stronger songs, the weaker songs against the weaker songs. This one, we're literally going through track by track as the album is stated, uh, obviously removing You Ain't the First and Bad Obsession. So, yeah, it's it's. I'm just looking at it again. I'm like, holy shit. There's some tough ones. And and like we, prom- like-, like we promised to our viewers, we will try to keep the uh, pace fairly brisk because we have fourteen <laughs> rounds to get through, and we know that most viewers aren't ready ready to listen to us for fourteen hours. So <laughs> true. And also, I'm on the uh, I'm taking pseudo ephedrine just to try and get through tonight because I'm a bit crook. So I we're don't on really the clock. We're on the clock one. before you pass out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't want to be to one a.m. I might not make it. But all right. So round one, we've got uh, Usual Illusion one, Right Next Door to Hell, and Usual Illusion two, Civil War, Moose. I oh, know you love these two albums probably the most out of all of us, so why don't you kick us off? Oh, mate, right next door to hell. How's that for an opening just with the oh, bass? That, <laughs> the bass. The bass is fantastic. Yeah. Oh. I, think, I think I'll just listen to the bass intro just just like just while I was writing notes, just replay and then just start from the song, replay just that first yeah. 40 seconds. So good. So 40 best, seconds, 30 it, seconds, so good, yeah. It's really good. It, it kind of mirrors the guitar riff that it comes in after it but the tone of the bass is what gets me every time oh, it's just an oh, awesome sound really really it really sounds really menacing that bass like yeah and scratching up because it's on he has it so low on the angle it's just his tone it's the way he attacks it yeah and i'm glad he played it well because i've actually seen footage of him playing the bass drunk have you guys seen that i think he was playing like the intro to sweet child of mine yeah, it's just all over the shop. God, it was how bloated was he when he was drinking back in the day? <laughs> well, he's apparently like straight edge now. He does like yeah. martial Cause arts he, and because he got third degree burns in his pancreas, like his pancreas exploded. And he got third degree burns. What from he's drinking from alcohol? Yeah, ninety five or six. Jesus, yeah. what from the like the acid type? Just drinking like, so much, he, he perforated his pancreas and got third degree burns internally. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're, they're a little bit loose back in the day. But uh, Duff, hope you're doing all right <laughs> to these days, mate. Yeah, just, actually, just a little bit. Yeah, I think he's been on Joe Rogan before. I've listened to one of him on there, and he's on um, uh, Jericho. what's Jericho's? Talk he's, is Jericho, yeah. He tells a joke every week. Like yeah. a joke every week. Yeah, but I reckon they're pretty good. I've he's stolen a, a couple of them. He's sort of like Dave Grohl and Keanu Reeves, and they're like really down to earth. Tell you what, um, I was reading something the other day about Keanu Reeves, because like, everyone like, pace him for his acting ability but apparently he does a lot of like under the radar really good samaritan work he's he like can't act train and stuff like Bill Ted's. yeah <laughs> very good but yeah look, right next door to hell mate i um i gotta be honest this is a little bit of a tough one for me because i love right oh. next door to hell i love the energy love the riffs love the bass uh intro even the chorus is good oh. however it is up against arguably one of the best guns and roses song in the entire oh. catalogue, Civil War. 
Yeah. I'm nostalgic about this one because this is the last and only Stephen Adler song on the album. Ah, is it? Yes. What, written, written no, with played, him? Or? Recorded, recorded. So um, he played on that, on that track on the album? Yeah. So they released this, um, they, they, they recorded this on, a, um, on like a charity album a couple of months before and then um, they released it so with his recorded version. But awesome. apparently they had to take like 60 cuts of what he actually played to put it all together. Because he's cause, off uh, his face. Yeah, so I watched the interview last night. So basically Izzy and Duff, like they were strung out, um, but they could, when they needed to, they could pull it together. He couldn't. And Duff goes to Steve and he goes, man, we're the people that everyone goes, wow, you guys look like you're in real trouble. And we're the ones telling you that you're in trouble. <laughs> That's true. I will admit, though, uh, and we'll probably cover this a little bit later as well, I love Adler as a drummer. His feel, I think he's, he's much better than Sorum's. But uh, maybe also why I love Civil War so much now that I know Adler's oh. on it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. the only song on the album that's recorded with him. Well, I, I love uh, Civil War, like, it's got really emotive, politicised lyrics. It's got a yeah. really classic rock chord structure. The lead guitar work by Slash. Wow, 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 yeah. Wow. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mirror what uh, Rick Beato uh, said in one of his videos once because I absolutely agree, and this is why I love Dave Gilmore as a guitarist. And Rick Beato, he was talking about the, the types of solo that he likes to listen to. It's the one you can sing, and you just proved it right then, Moose. You can actually sing the melody that he was playing in the lead guitar, and that, and it, there's a couple other songs on that album in particular that Slash does it for. We'll get it to later, but uh, this one in particular, he absolutely nails. And that chorus, that does it just oh. so anthemic. <laughs> it reminds you of when Axel sings like that with that big fuzzy mic he's yeah. having in the nineties, and he's in his little bike shorts. <laughs> what was the go with the bike shorts? I don't know. And the yeah. Axel high tops. Yeah. yeah, and he's got the big fluffy jacket as well. Yeah, but, anyway. you love, you love the, but as you the, say, it, towards the high, that's. Yeah. That solo sort of does remind me of a Pink Floyd type one. Yeah. Yeah. Simple, and, and it was, so. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it throughout the album, but I think these two songs probably best show the differences across the album. I think the Yellow album is a lot more punk influenced, whereas I think harder. the one on the Blue album is that more, that classic Blue's rock era. feel. But yeah, so for me, look, I love both, and this was hard, and I think they're both um, probably strong contenders for my ultimate, but I'm going to go Civil War on this one. Yeah, I'm done Civil War too. It's just a, oh, it's a brilliant yeah. song. It's I think they opened with it last time we saw it, didn't they, Cardi? Yeah, they did. I think. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a, it's great, great stroke. Yeah, it had that building as well. Maybe they'll um they had the the ladies' voice over the top. Yeah, yeah, the whistling. Yeah, um, mm. I, I agree with what uh, Eric said. I, I love the structure of the song. It's really good. It's like a, it's like one of those. It's like bands having their big war song type thing. Um, yeah. And if they nail it, they definitely nailed this. So uh, it, 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 it gets more points for round one. I, I think just on that too, like the, the feel of the song that you just mentioned, I think that's to do with the tempo. It is obviously very lower in tempo and speed than a few of the other songs. And I think that dramatic effect makes it even better. Um, and the other thing I love about it too, it samples uh, some of the words out of one of my dad's favourite movies, Cool Hand Luke. What we have here is oh. failure to communicate. That's the oh, that, water. That's where it's from. Okay. Got that's where it's from. So, yeah. <laughs> no, not that movie. Don't be a menace. Great movie. No, Cool Hand Luke is when, um, what's his face? Uh, Paul Newman. 
he's a war vet or something, gets arrested, goes to like a, you know, those farm prisons. And that's the warden's speech when he uh, when he rocks up. So, yeah, pretty cool. The other thing about Cool Hand Luke too, if you, if, I don't know if you've ever watched it, about halfway through, some of the original score for that movie is now like the Channel 9 news theme. You know, the that's actually from that movie too. Yeah, that one. That's the one. That's out, That's actually out of Cool Hand Luke. That's the one. So tidbit there. So based off your comments, I'm guessing that's is that a coin sweep? We're all we're all going to war. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a no-brainer, I thought. As good as right next door, but yeah, civil war man. I've got another t- little tidbit before we go into round two. Just some fun facts for our listeners that uh, sure. Axel Axel once punched David Bowie because he was giving his uh, girlfriend at the time, Erin uh, Everly, a bit too much attention during a uh, video shoot. So he gave him a bit of a bit of a punch. Apologised, and then they went on, and they went and got on a bender for twenty four hours after that. So, so hang on, what was David Bowie doing at a Guns N' Roses video shoot? Um, he's everywhere. Yeah. yeah, he's everywhere. <laughs> he's David. Is, is David Bowie really? Was he really of this earth, or was he of time and space? A space True. odyssey. <laughs> Great song. Let's uh let's move into round two. Not referring to David Bowie and he's uh, uh not on this earth, any, earth anymore. Dust, dust and Bones versus uh, 14 what years. What a segue. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. I was, I was waiting for you to go, boo, poor taste. <laughs> so, so, round two, Dust and Bones from uh, Use Your Illusions <laughs> 1 versus uh, 14 <laughs> years from uh, Use Your Illusions 2. Thank you for interrupting uh, there, Moose. Thank you. But <laughs> Look, but I'll, I actually like both these songs. Uh, 14 years. They both got a kind of similar feel, I find, the they swagger of it. it. Yeah, but. I don't know. I remember. I don't know if you remember Moose. When we were growing up, I always loved Dust and Bones. That got me when I was really young. I don't know. There's just something about it. Um, the chorus was really easy to sing. The tempo was perfect, and some of the guitar work was just really, really cruisy. Uh, so for me, Dust and Bones. Fourteen years though, love that as a song um, for very similar reasons to Dust and Bones. And I think big it's out, a cool big out going there. solo though. Good solo in there. It is amazing. Yeah. So that that was kind of hard, um, but. Through nostalgia, Dust and Bones gets it for me. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I, I agree. They're both great songs. I almost picked Dust and Bones, but I, I was listening to the solo a couple of times and I, I dig that sort of outgoing bit for 14 years. So, round two, I'm going uh, 14 years. Yeah. I love the Dust and Bones. I love the choruses. I think it's the second one, you know. Sometimes these women, women are, so are so easy. easy. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes these yeah. women are so cool. Yeah, Yeah, that is good. I will admit, I was listening to that today on the car on the way home, and I thought, yeah, that second chorus in particular was good. They are so similar, but the lyrics uh, are good. I find the vocals are a bit patchy in the recording of that, though. And um, I do like the piano overlay top parts where, yeah, it's pretty good. Good song. Yeah, but I think, uh, like, if you listen to uh, Axel's vocal recording across pretty much both albums, he, he, I think he intentionally does the double track kind of out of time a bit to give it that more. Roar of feel. I think I think he does that on purpose. So it's, I actually don't mind it. It's so funny that you listen to talk how deep his voice is, yet the what he sings in, but isn't it? Yeah. Well, I wonder if he's kind of like Cornell. Like when Cornell went up into that higher range, it was almost in his head voice, like the almost what you do your falsetto with. I wonder if Axel does the same thing. Brian Johnson from ACDC sings in there in that head voice as well. That's how he gets that that um, higher pitch. Mate. I don't think you realise it. I reckon that suit has kicked in for you. You've got a million miles an hour. 
<laughs> it feels like I'm, I'm running. Like, no, I'm like the grandma off to something about Mary, the next door neighbour. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where she lifts the couch with one hand. How about when he, he rips out the electricity thing as he does bloody does the defibrillator of the dog? <laughs> we, know, we know how you would have brought the dog back to life, Moose. <laughs> well, you would have with peanut butter. Oh, like that was the joke I was just implying, but, you know, anyway. All right. Is that, uh, is that two for Dustin Bones and one for 14 years then? Yeah. It is. It is, yeah. All right. Round uh, round three then, boys. We're uh, we're going good Onto tonight. Um, so yeah. we're into we're into uh, "Live and Let Die" versus "Yesterday's." Two two Beatles songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, that's the like. I'll kick it off. The feeling I got from listening. Uh, no, to no, no, no. "Live and Let Die" is Paul McCartney. Yeah, I was going to say "Live and Let Die" is um, uh, "Wings." Wings, isn't it? Oh, all right, Mr. Semantics. The point was they both, if you let me finish, they both had a very B-lesque feel about it. Okay, that's better. Right? So, obviously, so, obviously, Paul McCartney wrote Live and Let Die. But yesterday's, when I first listened to that song for the research, not so much back in the day, I immediately got transcended back to like a Beatles type of feel for it. So, I thought yeah, that was really cool. Smoking, smoking a big bag of ganja, that's for sure. Is, is yeah. yesterday's the one that has the film clip where it has the dolphins and shit again? Yesterday's. Is that yeah. one? So is it, sure. is it trippy like a uh, uh, yellow yellow submarine, is it? <laughs> they're, like on a, they're like on a Navy ship or something and in the end there's like dolphins or something. And now it's not uh, sure. Turn back to <laughs> I was going to say, is it? I love that, just that opening rift of the... D- d- <laughs> I was seeing it. I was just waiting for you to get shot. I was just marked. If I could find a way, Tony Charles has made a way again. I was gonna say, I think Tony Charles stole it off Sure, She was always singing like that. So, did I say I, when, when, before? When, if, wasn't the test crash test dummy singer and Tony Charles had a kid? Who would be able to understand the freak? He'd <laughs> <laughs> sound like a tuba, a muffled tuba. I've got, I've got another tidbit before we start off round three. Actually, that Axel once assaulted his neighbour with a chicken. He's, he's quoted as he lived next door to a psycho and um, he told a TV reporter once that he, after being released from jail from assaulting his neighbour with an empty wine bottle, the same neighbour also accused the singer of throwing a piece of chicken at her that was classed as assault. Isn't that, what, is right, isn't that right next door to hell? He wrote it about a bickering of the day, but... Yeah, yeah really. he was, yeah. yeah. Wow. And Civil War. And, and they also turned uh, the LA alley behind their house. It was, it was quickly known as the Den of Filth. Um, but it's a reputation for heroin, porn, drugs, and whoring. Actually, in the lead up to this, I read a couple of Rolling Stone articles, and one of them was like the 50 best or worst gunner stories. Oh my God. If you haven't read it, go check yeah. it out. It's, there's, there's, there's some, some pretty filthy shit in there. <laughs> there's some, oh. some outrageous. What about the one about Izzy pissing on the plane in front of oh. pensioners and then yeah. telling the, the flight the flight attendants come over and told her to go fuck herself? <laughs> yeah, insane. Yeah, I've so, read Adler's and Duff's book, so it's pretty, uh, pretty good stuff. Oh, have you? Yeah. yeah. Wow. What, what, what did um, Adler have to say about the whole firing from Gunners? Ba- well, basically, after the appetite, he was just leaving off the royalties, and he just got just could get fucked up all the time. Did, they, but, did a job for Gianni. And then they started trying to record uh, "Use Your Illusions," and he just could not play anything. Like he had to do sixty fucking takes on Civil War, and like yeah. he, he just he couldn't do anything. And then they um. They basically booted him. I think they got him in and made him. They signed away his appetite royalties for a payout. And then after a couple of years, when he got out of stupor, he realised what he did, and then he 
suit and then got Suited. back on. Yeah. But um, a funny story was when they when they got together originally because he was from the LA part where but uh, so Steve was from LA, friends of Slash, and he was heavily into the Van Halen and stuff like that. And Duff was from um, Seattle, wasn't he? Seattle. And Izzy was from out Indiana, and they were more into the punk and the hard rock stuff. And um, Stephen had like the full double kick drum with a million bloody like Eddie, like, uh, sorry, um, Alex Van. I made him. Alex Van. What they did apparently, they used to take one piece of his drum kit away a day until he ended up just with the one kick drum, the you know the snare hi hat, a couple of toms, and the crash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like him. I love him as a drummer, though. He's feel as a drummer is yeah it's up there with um dave silvera from corn for me well easy stated once um steven left um uh, the rhythm rhythm of the um band left and that's pretty much when he like he didn't want to be in the band anymore well that's the thing like matt sorum is a great technical drummer but again i just i think that was what was missing on some of the songs on these two albums was that yeah absolutely and you've either got it as a drummer or you don't and there are a few people who do, as I said, Dave Silvera for me. I think uh, Ray Lucia is is very good, and like if you look at his drum tuition videos on Danny Carey on YouTube, he's insane. Well, Danny Carey, he's technically brilliant, but like Neil Pert, he actually had good feel as well. And I think him and uh, Justin Chancellor, the bass player, work really well. So they actually have a really solid. Um, I just uh, I just find session. watching I find watching Danny play. It's like uh, it's a uh, it's a drumming masterclass for every other drummer out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's amazing. That, that, shit, that shit's out of control. So, but check check out Ray from Corn Ray Lutzi. I think his name is. Yeah. Uh, some of the drum tuition videos. My God, he's insane, insanely yeah, okay. good. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do. But uh, yeah, Dave Dave takes the chocolates for me in terms of the feel. Same with Steve and uh, for Gunners. But look back to hey, three. Anyways, mate. Uh, yeah, well, he's amazing. I can't believe he still keeps up the speed. I know. Because he'd be getting on now. He'd be, what, 50? Yeah, 50, 60? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, early 50s. All right, oh, Live yeah. and Let Die. It's, uh, like I said, it's a, a cover of the original Paul McCartney from the James Bond it's, movie of the same name. It's an excellent uh, cover. I like it. It's an excellent cover. And seeing it live is awesome. I, yeah. I, I compared it to the original. Yeah. Uh, I reckon it surpasses the original. It's, it's fucking well, it's spectacular. The, no- the notes I've got here are, like Easy by Faith No More, Live yeah. and Let Die is one of the better covers out there. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it, it, it hammers hard. It's really good. You yeah. can listen to it any time, and no matter what you're doing, you can get into it straight away. It's a great song. Yeah, I agree. Um, agree. Yesterday's yesterday's still a cracking song for me. Um, I like it. It's, it's a slower pace than that, but it's still a good song in its own right. Um, mm. It's just up against Live and Let Die. Even though it's a cover, and usually we don't give covers the points, my points are going to Live and Let Die. I dig it. It's a great song. Yeah, I like yesterday's. Yeah, you know, it's a nice – as a – Bluesy rolling sort of mid tempo beat, doesn't it? Yep. But yeah, it's by itself it's good, but against Live and Let Die, it it doesn't hold it. So I Live and Let Die. You're right well, there, Eric. You look like you're coming down off the uh, coming down <laughs> off the pseudo now, mate. <laughs> well, it's uh, four hour, exactly four hours since I took them, so I think I need to maybe uh, re ingest it. I need to or just normal pseudos. Pseudo and Panadol. Okay, so yeah, four hours here. I'm going to end up like Marcus, uh, what's his name? Marcus Lawrence, Martin Lawrence on Bad Boys 2 when he ingests the ecstasy. That's what I'll be like in about <laughs> half an more hour. Like, more likely than Caprio of Basketball Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say what's eating Gilbert Grape, but anyway. Um, look, I'm going to disagree with you guys on this one. 
I love Live and Let Die, and I believe cool. it is one of the better covers out there. And if it were up against a slightly lesser song, it probably would have won hands down. But for me, from a songwriting perspective, I reckon yesterday is one of I reckon it's actually with the melody. That's a good song. It's great. The, the melody, the chord structure. I, I think it's from a songwriting perspective. I think it's one of the best on this album, and therefore that's why it gets the chocolates. I yes. understand. That's like if we're talking about Penny and Twos and that, and Cardi gets all hard and stiff. <laughs> Penny and Twos. <laughs> <laughs> what are we, in 1998? <laughs> best is that in the last episode, the Terminator one, we started that was talking good. about T-1000s, what's the old bloody? Oh. <laughs> Actually, if you want to listen to that, there's a uh, short video on our Instagram page. Go check it out. He's, he's an MS-DOS or something. He'd be MS-DOS in 1991, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, what, a T-800? <laughs> back in the 80s, oh, Christ, I don't even know what operating system he would have been running on. Well, let's, he, was, he comes back from the Punch cards. <laughs> he comes back from the future. They'd have he's on the and the nano chip or the micro chip. He, he came back from seven years from now, so you'd have what? Imagine, imagine the term the T eight hundred on punch cards. Though that'd be excellent. Where he's just self loading them as he's going on his killing spree. Next punch card, Sarah Connor, old lady. Sicardi, <laughs> I've got a um, I got a Hop Nation Brewing Co. The Chop IPA. Ooh, Hop Nation. Yeah, good one. 7% alcohol, 2.1 standard drinks. Now you're talking. Now that's, that's, that's going to put some hair on your old fella. It's a hazy straw colour. <laughs> the notes, old fella. Big yeah. citrus and tropical notes, finishing with a mild balanced bitterness. Sounds lovely. So oh, the so, Harry. So I've got the Harry now. And just like Harry being a bigger guy, this one packs in a nice 3.5 standard drinks wow. and 8.8%. Uh, so... So can I say that you've uh, had a couple of bowls of loudmouth soup? You can. <laughs> I like yeah. how you did that. <laughs> I was almost going to drop in the <laughs> nice hooters. <laughs> right, the owls, they're beautiful. The, the owls, I mean. <laughs> Round four, guys. This this one's going to be a tough one. We've got Don't Cry Original versus Knocking on Heaven's Door, another cover. Look, I you said before that this is going to be a hard round. For me, this is piss easy. Yeah. Don't Don't cry. Wipes the floor with knocking on heaven's door. Yeah. I'm going to go as far as saying that I actually don't like this as a cover. I prefer the original by Bob Dylan. Well, okay, yeah, that, that 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 pretty much echoes the comments I had. I could go into yeah. them. I just, I just, my comments for knocking on heaven's door are another cover, but nowhere near as good as Live and Let Die. And um, correct. I, I dig the massive mid solo in um, Don't Cry, and um, vocals are really solid. It's just a, it's a way better song. So yep. What not kills? Gonna, not going to argue. What kills? Not going to have his doors. That little. Do, 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 do. <laughs> the phone bit at the start. Like, I, I just don't like the structure to it. It's yeah. like they try too hard. It's like they try too hard. I do like the end when he's singing like. Um, knock knock knocking out heaven's door. See, I don't like that part. I like that. Nah, thing. nah. I, like I, 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 I remember liking it when I was younger. Yeah. But- same. I subsequently obviously found the original version and I've always preferred the original version since then. And listening to it again, I always skipped it uh, after, I was, after I found Bob Dylan. Listening to it again for this podcast, I just could not get into it. And I even watched the film clip with it and that made it worse. And I was just like, I actually, I really don't like that song. I actually think it's, I don't, don't want to say garbage, but yeah. Don't cry as a killer song there. Well, and this is the thing, right? So if it was again, if it was up against something like Bad Obsession, sure, knock it on Heaven's Door, might get a run, but it's up against Don't Cry, and Don't Cry is an absolute ripper. Uh, and 
and um, Don't Cry is synonymous with the Axel at the end, how he likes to end songs with yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's a really good subject too. Like, do you know the, the backstory of Don't Cry? Uh, it was one of the so girlfriends. Was it Izzy's? It, it was, I think it was Izzy's girlfriend. It was one of the girlfriends. Anyway, her and Axel kind of had a bit of tension there and it was she was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that to your friend and blah, blah, blah. And she said to him, like, he got really depressed. He was like, she's like, it's okay, don't cry. And then him and Izzy went back and wrote the song and, you know, the rest is history. But it's pretty cool. And we'll get to the alternate lyrics one a bit later, but um, that's that's kind of where the, the spark for the song come up. Tell you did a better cover than they did as well. Uh, Eric Clapton's cover is pretty good too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was pretty early in his career. Um, it was still when he was looking pretty, pretty young from what I remember from the video clips and that type of thing, but... Good cover as well. So back when he was in cream, Moosey, were you going? Were you giving the points to? Um, Don't cry. Don't cry. Yep. Okay. All oh, right. Okay. All right. Cool. Points. Yeah. I, yeah. So hang on. I want to hear your thoughts on knocking on heaven's door, Moosey, because you said it was going to be a hard one. This one. So what's what do you think about that? Uh, I was just thinking you guys would have loved it. <laughs> no, nah, <laughs> I, I think it's garbage. Well, I like it. Like, but I think I like the last half of it better when it actually ramps up. Yeah, I I just couldn't get into any of it, unfortunately. Yeah. The phone is pretty crap. It is crap. Yeah. The next yeah, quite round, right. however, I actually do think is very very difficult because I love both these songs. Ooh. Get in the ring versus yeah, one of these songs bring back some a funny story. Well, <laughs> yeah, they they bring back some memories. Um, I remember sitting there in my room listening to Get in the Ring over and over and over, just trying to learn the first spoken word bit. And I yeah. still remembered. I actually did it. I, I tested myself on the first time I listened to it and I actually got everything right. All uh, right. They got you, punks in the... Pr- okay, read, you want me to do it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that goes you, punks in the press that want to start shit by printing the lies instead of things we said. That means you, Andy, sets a hit parader, Circus Magazine, Mick Wall, Kriang, Kerrang, Bob Guccione Jr. Spin what you pissed off because your dad gets more pussy than you. Fuck you. <laughs> Suck my fucking dick. You've been ripping off the fucking kids whether they've been paying their hard-earned money about the, and reading about the fan, bands they want to know about. Printing lies, starting controversy. You would antagonize me. Antagonize me, motherfucker. Get in the ring, motherfucker, and I'll kick your bitchy little ass. Punk. <laughs> All right. That was good. Nice work. Thank you. A couple of stumbles, but I got through it. No, no, no. But that, that was solid. Yeah. And a funny story about that. So we'll be what, 11 and you had that on tape, tape, and you gave me a copy of it. And I was yep. singing it to us all in my backyard and your mum called you home and I wasn't allowed to play with you guys for days because I did that. I'm like, <laughs> it's my, you got it off me. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine, imagine Eric, the little weasel as well. He was like, yeah, mum, that's the first time I've ever heard that song. And uh, yeah, but that moose kid's bad news. <laughs> well, that was like I had whiplash too. It was well before I had the gunners one. That had a fair bit of swearing, well, a couple of swear words at least. Um, it, was, it, wasn't, as, it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't in your face. Like it was that. like get the ring, no. But that's it, almost as good as my mum buying me my brother boxing gloves uh, for Christmas one year. <laughs> How long did that last? <laughs> Bad <laughs> idea. Two minutes before <laughs> before was, someone started crying. Was the idea there that it would toughen both of you up and it failed? Oh, oh, God. Ryan, Ryan's pretty tough, but like... Um, yeah, Mate, he was the one who I said. All I heard was his mum walked out back says, dinner time is one plate, one of you gets it. <laughs> what is it? Is it, what are you, the joker now, are you? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. We're having tryouts. We're having tryouts. <laughs> What's the <laughs> Lots of room for expansion. <laughs> no, it was like, um, 
if you think about Svenocki versus Anthony Mundine, my brother was Anthony Mundine in that story. Oh, right. Okay. Mm. There's like Thunderdome growing up in our place. <laughs> Two men <laughs> and one another. Yeah, and then, th- and then throw in your psychopath dog, Chewbacca. Chewbacca. <laughs> I'll never get. Your mum used to have to hold that dog so we could actually go and play in the backyard. And then bit through the trampoline. Yeah. I was going to say, it got loose one day and we're on the trampoline and bit through the bottom of it and we were jumping on it. Jesus. Oh, good old oh. All so right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, no. So I, th- I think we sort of covered off getting the ring. It's a real in your face song. It's a, it's a, you know, a middle Sounds finger, a right. middle finger to journos mm. and um, like the music industry as a, as a whole at times as well. Yeah. Um, Motherfucker, it's a perfect crime. Crime. Right, it's a perfect crime. Motherfucker, it's a per- oh, I love perfect crime. It's perfect. Is it, is it better than Faith Knows More? The perfect crime. Ah, I thought of that too. And I thought that'd be a good pit. I will admit, I, I think. Oh. I, shot it out, I shot it out until I chat the other night. I'm like, the perfect perfect crime, as good as the perfect crime. <laughs> I saw. Dude, it's kind of, uh, kind of cold back here. Shut, <laughs> shut your hole. <laughs> he said, shut your holes. <laughs> Uh, that brings us back to Jason uh, uh, Trying episode, episode two. two. What was the Gym title no of it? Jim No More. <laughs> yeah. Uh, available so want, on it, uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts or yeah. your nearest uh, favorite podcast, podcast listening, podcasting listening station. <laughs> Check those bowls of loudmouth soup are definitely kicking in, aren't they, Cardi? Dumpenny you, too. You can, you can talk <laughs> druggy big drug. Kirk and Bain there on his bloody oxy. No, I will admit, look, this. Probably wasn't as clear cut for me. Once I started listening to Perfect Crime again, I was like, "Holy shit, banger!" Ab, one of my favourites on the on the <laughs> Yellow album. Just so punchy, aggressive, like and it, the the key change in it too in the verse just takes it to another level. It's an appetite. It's a perfect crime. It massively, perfect massively appetite strong. Yeah. The funny However, thing is, funny thing is, all these most of these songs were written either during or before Appetite. Oh, really. Hang on, which on which album? For both albums? Both, most of the material. Wow. I wonder if some of the piano stuff Axel already had, and but he wasn't maybe uh, like courageous enough to kind of introduce yeah. that back when they first but started. Like, so, yeah. yeah, okay. Well, I love Perfect Crime and it was hard to do this, but I'm going to go get in the ring just because of the nostalgia value, much like uh, Dustin Bones. But also, Get in the Ring, it's such a great song. As a whole bunch of different parts, so it kind of takes you on a bit of a journey through it. Yeah, it's got that's that another cool one. Another back. melody you can sing. Yeah, absolutely. It Slash does it better than most. I love, bit bar, I love the bit after that. Do do it speeds up. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Why, Why do you look at, look at me when you hate me? me? Yeah, get in the ring for me. But it's perfect crime. Just. Perfect crime. Jeez, it was a whisker behind it. Yeah, I've got Marty? to get in the ring. Yeah, I've gone getting the ring as well. I'll, I'll, yeah, I, I was going to say same thing. Nostalgia value. Just remember, it was a hard one to listen to, like you guys were saying when the oldies were around back in the day. Seems how um, it always prick up their ears when uh, the uh, swearing rant started. So yeah. <laughs> well, actually, if um, if I tried to listen to it and my mum came in, I basically told her what the next song we get. It is. Back off, bitch. Back off, bitch. I thought you were going to say Shotgun Blues. I'm like, Jesus, settle down. I was going to say, dying in the dish, you better. Back off. <laughs> he, he went a bit American on her and gave her the Shotgun Blues. <laughs> so, back, back off, bitch. Hopefully, round, round six, back off, 
back off pitch versus oh, yeah. the old shotgun. I'm, I'm hoping you didn't say that to your mother, by the way. Uh, no, boy. Yeah. Back so, what's your thoughts pitch. on it then? Mate, this is one of the best songs in the album. Wow, big call. Love big it. Call. Except one of it in CD. But um, that aggressive chorus, that back off, back off, bitch. Down in the gutter, dying in the ditch, you better. <laughs> it was a really good solo. Like, have you guys noticed? Let's let's put it out there because I'm sure if you're a Gunners fan, all the Gunners songs follow a similar structure. Yeah, it's usually yeah. big opening, first chorus, a, first chorus, a, a, a slash, a mega slash mid mid song uh, riff <laughs> or, or solo, and then closing out the song. Literally, you can almost time each song to 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 the ten second block where. Slash would start his solo, you know, like yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. That's, that's how you do it. it's a process and structure. But yeah, I, I like yeah. the start of back off beach. Do 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 um, my my score, my round for this one's going back off pitch. Is that the same for you, Big Moosey? Yeah. Yep. Eric, what are your thoughts on this round, mate? I, I've got to be honest. They're both okay tracks. I don't love them. I don't hate them. Uh, well, what, but what, like, what are you going to give the uh, the gold medal to? The, the, well, I find the back off pitch. Trophy. I find back off pitch less annoying than Shotgun Blue. So back off pitch gets it for me. It's a it's an it's a good song. It's an okay song, but I, I probably don't have the same affection as Moosey does. To be honest. All right. So well, back that, off pitch that, for me. Okay, cool. Well, that was a nice quick one then. Let's move into round seven. We have a double talk and jab versus breakdown. So Get the money, motherfucker, because I got no more patience. Yeah, that was some of my comments that the uh, the swearing is rather excessive in the old uh, double <laughs> double talk and drive. <laughs> I'm like, how did, the, how did this get through the senses back in the day? I love um, that. I love that um, driving intro to it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, breakdown nice. is... Breakdown's got a bit of a different start as well. My notes here were a bit of a bit of a hillbilly song. Um, something simple moose or simple jack might enjoy back in the day. It is <laughs> um, a hillbilly song. <laughs> great, great mid solo. Um, yeah, and I, it's got a long yeah. outro sort of section as well. But uh, sim- simple, simple moose would have enjoyed uh, breakdown for sure. <laughs> you make me happy. <laughs> breakdown, my favourite song. <laughs> Double talking jive. I do love that. That drum beat, but then but then it goes the with the guitars that come in the chicka chin chicka chin chicka chin. Izzy starts singing the verse. Got my head in the bird. It's Izzy singing that, you know. Yeah, well, that, but that's what I like about that song in particular—the lower register verse and even the chorus to a certain degree. And then it's not until they kind of get that where you start it creeps in why and it did, just builds. Why did Gunners tune everything half a step down? Uh, probably for his vocal ranges. So I do a similar thing. I actually tune a whole step down because my range kind of sits down there and it's just easier. What does Axel say that? Well, I'm, I'm just assuming if they do tune down, it would be to help him sing it easier. Metallica do the same thing. Well, why does Slayer uh, so tune down half a step? Tom Ray's voice is pretty actually high, higher register. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter about the register. It's where your range yeah. is. Yeah, so you can still sing in a high register. Um, but it's all about where you kind of sit. And uh, as I said, I know for me, I I don't struggle. <coughs> I don't struggle to sing in E. 
Um, but if I do tune down half a step, I find it so much easier. So, and I get a deeper sound through the guitars, which I like. So that's same Green Day as well. Eh? Yeah, I think they tune down. Uh, who else do? There's a few Halen. like a lot of a lot of the heavy metal bands tune, tune down. Lee Roth, Van Halen. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, um, it's just about easier. Do you like the flamenco bit at the end of Double Chalk and Drive? Uh, I don't hate it. It's different. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like Double Talk and Driver's song. I always have, ever yeah. since we were kids, and I had this album. Breakdown for me, the, the notes I've got on this one is Breakdown gave me meatloaf vibes mm. and nobody out meatloaf's meatloaf. So yeah, I, I, I didn't hate the song. Like, I actually liked it, but I think – and, in fact, when I listened to that, I thought on a lot of these songs, they're almost trying to emulate people who came before them. You know, and we'll go into some of the other songs, but some of them very punk influenced, like your Black Flag and Fugazi and those sort of 80s punk bands. I got some Meat Loose vibes here. We talked about uh, the Beatles early with some of their tracks. Um, yeah. I think you can hear their influences coming through a lot more, which is really cool. But for me, Double Talk and Jive, I like that song better than Breakdown. And, but if Breakdown was up against a different song, again, could have won in my book. So I, I still like it. Yeah. When I say in the start of Breakdown, I feel like I should be in a like – Going down in a canoe in northern Georgia wilderness. That's why I said simple <laughs> deliverance. Sim- yeah. Simple moose would enjoy this song. <laughs> so, so we're all giving the chocolates to double talk and drive then? We are. Motherfucker. Okay. No, Motherfucker. Because yeah, I got no more patience. Coming into round right. eight, and I'll quickly throw in a little tidbit there for our listeners at home. Um, the entire like. band the entire band is um, banned for life from uh, St. Louis. Do we know what? That's fair, right? One of the concerts. Yeah, so Axel the one spotted, where they didn't they, they didn't play live. Uh, Axel spotted a photographer, an unauthorized photographer taking photos. Dived into the crowd, punched him a couple of times, then got up and said, "Thanks to the lame ass security, I'm going home." And then he stormed off the stage, um, ensuing a riot. Dozens of fans were injured, um, so the band got the band got banned for life for that. Um, Axel got charged with four counts of assault, one of property damage, and fined fifty grand. <laughs> You know, in the liner notes of the both albums says "fuck you, St. Louis." Really? There you go. And yeah, so makes, use, makes sense now. Use the illusion to it was like almost two and a half years. They made nothing of it because of all the um, the late the late starts they did, all that stuff. They like still that. do that. They made nothing, but they had to pay. They lost so much money because of all stuff. None of them made any money from the tour. Do you? Do you remember going to see Axel and Friends back in the early 2000s? Midnight. Ro- yeah, Rose Tattoo started at like 8, eight o'clock and they finished at 9.30 and then we waited two and a half hours for Guns N' Roses to come oh, on. Also, but do you remember that heck? Do you remember the heckler? Oh, no, we were. Do you know the heckler? Remember the heckler in the crowd? And I think I, I was either with you or um, one of the other lads and we'll just say, enough oh, for <coughs> fuck's sake, here we go. Axel's going to pick him out and storm off stage. We're going to miss the whole fucking thing. But... Yeah, two and a half hours after the support act, they finally come on stage. That's ridiculous. Hey? It like, was so bad. And, and you know why they get fined. They've all got that clause now that if they're not on stage at a certain time, uh, that Good. The, the people um, hosting it or whatever, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, promoting. Promoting, yeah. yeah. They've got all those time clauses now. Like, it's going to cost me X amount of dollars That's right. to keep all this extra stuff on. So imagine two and a half hours later, that would have been probably burning them 100 grand an hour or something like that, maybe yeah, more. It's so, insane. No wonder but, they I mean, still, fuck all money. I will admit, it's like he, that's when he had Buckethead and um, yeah. a few, like, I think Gilby was still in the, the band maybe. Um, and they sounded okay, but you could tell it just didn't have that, that gunner's sheen on it. So, yeah. Um, well, even now, they're still, they're still just the Axel show. They just hired the rest of them. 
Yeah, but Slash is amazing. I was saying, but, but Duff and Slash are only hired. It's still Axel show. Is it? They're only yeah, hired okay. guns. Well, it's funny. I was reading an article about what they used to do back in the 80s when they're all getting fucked up on drugs. And, like, I know Axel's got his problems, but he generally, for the most part, didn't get into it hardly yeah. as much as the other guys did. Well, that's where they had the um, – uh, it was just after they brought out Lies and they were, before they were touring with Rolling Stones, they did a few uh, practice concerts. And then mm. they're all so fucked up. And then Axel's gone out and going, This is the last time you're ever going to see us playing because too many of the members dance with Mr. Brownstone. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I know Slash is clean now. And he's talked about it quite a bit how fucked up he was back in the day. And yeah, it's amazing that they actually survived how heavy they went. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Very good. All right. Well, uh, that moves us on to round eight. We're actually charging through this. Well done, boys. Yeah, this might be a better format. I actually quite like it. The good thing is, though, too, there's so many different releases that we could potentially do this on. Oh, really? Like the double albums, the sister albums, you could do Load, Reload. Um, you could Port- do Melancholy and Infinite Sadness. Pornhub versus X Hamster. You could do heaps. Oh, there's heaps of porn. Yeah. It's Pornhub. That's that's an easy win. Yeah. It's- All right. So <coughs> we're, up to round, we're up to round eight now. November Rain versus Pretty Tied Up. We've had a couple of close rounds. Uh, I think this is going to be a bit of a blowout. Yeah, this is a massive fucking blowout, this one. Let's pretty talk about tidy. Pretty Tied pretty Up tidy. first. Pretty Tied Up. Like, what a great song. This smashes November Rain. <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. The start of it with the ding, ding, ding. Sort the of like the Indian start. theme. The start, uh, it reminds me of that taxi ride. Yeah, that's exactly it's, what yeah. I said in my notes. I'm uh, like, I to say that. I had, my yeah. notes were that Taxi Ride has been listening to way too much album number two. But after that, I've got a real quick funny story. So I was at a mutual mate's house, and um, we had Best another lady. we had another mate there. We'll call him the Frenchman. We all know who the Frenchman was. Ah, yeah, and oui. we're as as a joke, our Frenchman mate was just sitting there a bit baked, and our mate, our mutual mate cranked the volume and then and then taxi ride came on so imagine that subtle build up and then right behind him, uh he totally shit himself and i couldn't stop i was literally having convulsions i was laughing <laughs> fuck it was funny well, the german the german, huh? he was german and the frenchman uh yeah it was, it was the, the german, german and the frenchman, frenchman. the german and yeah, the frenchman yeah. there you go both, it's funny both, you mentioned both good dudes that's a great story because I was literally listening to the accordion podcast who um, they actually got on the lads from Here 30 who uh, I think I've been in contact with a bit um, over the gram. Mm. Anyway, they said a similar thing when they were listening to Songs for the Deaf yeah. and it was um, – Don't. That was a <laughs> terrible dad joke. <laughs> when uh, Millionaire, you know, when <clears throat> it's Songs for the Deaf and that really soft oh, yeah. drums. And it's like – yeah, and then all of a sudden it just explodes. Yeah, <laughs> but he said, oh, he said it, the first time he ever heard it because he'd never listened to it before. The drums were really soft, so it kept turning up and up and up, so he could hear it. Then all of a sudden it just exploded. He said he scared oh, the shit out of him. You know what? That's funny because I've done exactly the same thing on that song before. I remember I got it, yeah. and I'm like, well, oh, this is a bit. What's going on? Like cranked it up, and then yeah. I think I got that. Turn that down, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Because it, it cranks it, it cranks it so loud after that. In fact, that after listening to that, I was listening to quite a bit of Queens of the Stone Age uh, over the Great last band. week. Oh man, we're going to like their newest stuff. I dig their newest stuff well, as well. This is this is the you thing. Would. So because they were talking about the episode that they did was I can't, 
I think it was called the, the definitive track of Queens of the Stone Age. They were trying to d- determine which track out of all of them was the most definitive for, for that band. Ooh. So they went through the entire catalogue, yeah, and I sort of was doing the same thing. I ended up resolving back to Songs for the Deaf because I love that album. But what was the their catalogue is... Uh, don't, tell me, don't tell me it was no one knows because that's the most popular. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. That didn't even make the list. Was it... You know what? Some of my favourite songs are Dear Little Sister. That's a great song. And Moose don't, Moose don't make any sus comments. Go with the flow is a great song. Um, great song. I, I like some of their newest stuff. Go like, with the flow. I sat by the ocean. Um, yeah. Uh, three, three, oh, threes and sevens is a bit. Um, threes I like good. If I had a tail, I'd dig that song. That's a great song. Yeah. There's um, um, The Evil Has Landed is a good one off one of their late, off the, I can't remember what album it is now. You know what? We're, talk, we're talking about those building songs. One of their recent albums, I'm, I'm going to find it. Um, uh, it's got that real building. Um, mm. I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was off, yeah, okay, it was off Villains. I'm, I'm remembering that. Yeah, album. Villains is the one. Yeah. Fe- is it Fortress? Feet, feet don't fail me now. It's got a real. Okay. Have you listened to it? No, I'll have to re listen to it. But off that album, there's a song called Fortress. And Joe from the Here 30 podcast, he couldn't get any support from the other lads and they'll just absolutely tearing him to shreds. Uh, go and check we, it out if, you, if you're listening can, to this right now. Can we now. share audio on this right now? Just 20 seconds. Just to, yeah, just a little. Actually, they did in their episode. Like your penis, a little snippet. Can, can I? Can you guys hear? Me? I don't think I can share audio. Uh, maybe you can't. You're not playing songs for deaf, are you? So we can't really hear it. Nah, <laughs> you're funny, are you? Go listen to "Feet Don't Fail Me Now" of Villains. It's that's similar. It's it's got a real subtle build. <laughs> it, it gives you a bit of a warning. That it's like, yeah, listen to it later. It's got good song, great song. Okay, I'll check it out. But uh, likewise, go check out the Accordion podcast and it's the Queens of the Stone Age episode. It's got the Here 30 podcast, guys. It's pretty fucking funny. Um, they've got some good stories, not too dissimilar to the Pitta podcast apps, actually, uh, but really good analysis into Queens of the Stone Age. It was really, really good. I am uh, saving it now. Nice. Accordion podcast. All right. So back, <laughs> pretty tied up. The bass, the bass run at the start is pretty sick, though. <laughs> Yeah, and look, it's it's got an okay beat, um, and I like the verses. The choruses lose me. But yeah, the taxi ride bit at the start as well. Yeah, and the sitar at the start. Uh, but again, was that a Beatles influence? Yeah, true. Because they oh, they with um what's his face um Rami Shaker um back in the day when they got the sitar on there. Oh, yeah, it just didn't speak to me. Pretty tied up. And do, you know that, do you know that he gets a reference on The Simpsons? He does. Rami Shaker. Ramajoko, whatever man, <laughs> what is it? whatever man. <laughs> uh, oh, he's on the Krusty show, yeah. Number eight, right, yeah. Uh, number eight, uh, number eight. <laughs> but and look, the other thing is too pretty tied up against November Rain. Yeah, like no. it's it, it's a whitewash, man. How, how good is November Rain but, though? Like what, what's it got? Well, three, three, four solos. Great well, structure talk, song. I was going to say, let's talk about November Rain. Let's not just end it and say it's the winner. Yeah, no. I agree, Cardi. What a structure. And the yeah. way it sort of moves and actually, yeah. I give I give it I give it a fault at the start that bit the piano do. At first, I was afraid. I was petrified. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. <sighs> That's um, it. Okay, taking away that part, I find the rest of the song is. Um, well, if, if I was if I was that band, I would have signed off on that song and said. That, that's a fucking number one right there, boys. That is yeah. like pretty much perfection well, in the song. Apparently, I think it was during – after they'd done Appetite, Axel was holding a party at – I think it was his home. Anyway, had a whole bunch of people around. He goes, oh, everyone, everyone, shh, listen to this. 
and apparently started playing November Rain and everyone was just like, holy fuck, just on the piano, just with him and the voice. Can you imagine how good that would have sounded? Uh, people would have been fucking crying and shit. Like it's yeah, man. It's a deep song. Like it's a good song. It's the, song. The, the the thing about the song is the lyrics are just so goddamn good. Oh. If you need some time, I love that last oh. uh, last verse. Um, how's it going? Um, the solos build really. I know good. you can lyrics, love, me love me when there's no one left to blame. Is it about his failed marriage with Seymour? What's her name? Seymour. Someone Seymour. Uh, I think it's yeah, with that model chick. I think yeah. it's also the it's wasn't, like wasn't a that just for the song or something, wasn't it? I don't think he was ever married to Stephanie. Smith, no, was he was, was with it? her. I don't know if he was married to her, but he was definitely <laughs> dating her. Okay. Remember we used to laugh as a kid. Remember at the start, you know, been through this, such a lot within the bar there, and the yeah. smoke that's just <laughs> coming up. <laughs> they all walk out with lung cancer. Uh, but how many, no, the song. How many yeah. weddings have we been at where we've acted out oh. like the ring? Yeah, <laughs> so good. But back to what Cardi was saying before in terms of the structure, um, kind of like Civil War in a bit. It's not that traditional, you know, the verse, chorus, verse, solo kind of thing. It actually moves through a bunch of different phases to get to that really end part where it's got that really rhythmic piano, the ding, 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 and then the guitar comes in over the top. Oh, man. Yeah. It's uh, that bit just pumps me up every time. And this whole song and the way it's structured really reminds me of Bohemian Rhapsody a bit. Not to the same style, but from a structural point of view. It's funny when this is all happening, this is when, like, when they're bringing in the symphony and all that, this is where Slash and that were going, like, fuck, man, this is just getting way too much now. But how good was it? Yeah, but like, I think when they're in the middle of it, like, this yeah. is becoming Axel's mega, mega fucking. It was like the uh, the the Beach Boys and um, what was it? Um, Brian Wilson. Yeah, but which song was it where they went totally nuts? And uh, that's when um, the serial killers around. What's his name? Um, Manson was around oh, at the Charles time. Charles Manson. Manson. He was, uh, probably, it was, he was um, friends with the drummer. Would it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be nice? Was mm-hmm. it? Wouldn't be nice? Or well, God only knows. Uh, yeah, shit. I'm drawing a blank now. Let me <laughs> let me <laughs> let that's me. Right. Look at, Why you do that? On you girls. <laughs> well, hey, get around while you do that. Going back to November Rain too, you talk about the end solo, one of the best that Slash has ever done that way. And, and easily singable as well, one of those great melodies. It was Wouldn't It Be Nice. I remember watching them talking about the making of that and Brian was literally, it was Brian, yeah? Yeah. He was, he was literally like, they were all fucked up on drugs and he was literally blowing up at people like, that triangle hit came in too early you know like he was just like <laughs> yeah, losing his sh- yeah, yeah he was losing his shit and like his brothers What's and that were left? just like yeah he's just well, like brian was another like, like like you know he's another like paul mccartney and all that like, yeah never been taught out of any instrument just play it by ear straight away yeah it's one of those things like he's just got melody ingrained in him kind of like kurt cobain like he didn't have any formal training he kind of taught himself and he just had the melody it just made sense to him. Not unlike Eric Prod. But like, I, remember, uh, like, I remember Dave Grohl said something about Paul McCartney, like you can walk in and have like, you know, someone could put three strings in a fucking a bedside cabinet and you can play it in an hour you've got a master which, which is exactly how the presidents of the United States recorded their first album. Hey, <laughs> Mac, really? Mac 5 is still a great song. No, that's not their second album. Oh, no, their first album. Their first album. No, in the liner notes of their first album, it was an inside joke that you guys didn't get. 
they said um, the bass player only has two strings on his guitar, oh, on his bass, and the guitarist had three strings, and the drummer used a uh, child's kit. It was in the line notes of the album. Great yeah. album, though. Oh, yeah. I love that album. So good. Okay. Have we done our scoring for November Rain versus Pretty Tied Up? I think we've all agreed Pretty Tied Up. It's, it's yeah. the winner, yeah. It's a what landslide point? to November Rain. Landslide, which is also a good song by the Dixie Chicks. Is that, uh, <laughs> I heard a version of Smashing, <laughs> I heard a Smashing Pumpkins version. Yeah. Oh, the Dixie Chicks? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Some of the greatest hits. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay, so that was a clean sweep, November Rain to Pretty Tied Up. All right, now we're on to In the Garden versus Locomotive. <laughs> this might be an interesting round because I don't know how you guys mm. are going to go on this. Um, I should have mind both these songs. They're actually got their pros Same. and cons. I like um, the contrasting garden. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my, yeah. No, my notes here on that, uh, I got massive Faith and More vibes on that. Yeah. Like with the different, yeah, well, the different uh, range of musical styles and vocal styles throughout the song, almost like a Mike Patton. He kind of almost goes into a rap at one stage with the garden. So yeah, I actually I actually didn't mind the garden. Well, faith no more. I got that for locomotive. So when it starts really? off with the, the drums, then it goes to the bass. That felt um faith no more for me. Yeah, okay. I, 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 my notes here is yeah, love that opening bass, great song, like the different vocals and overlays of Axel's voice. I think you mentioned it before, Eric, where he probably um records to to different vocal styles yeah. and and sort of mixes them together. Lends them. Um, yep. Babyish guard rock mode. I I, I, I I dig the whole song actually. It's pretty good. Um, awesome. I find, I, 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 yeah, I find myself listening to it again and again. Um, the garden's really good as well. I like the wailing guitar. Sort of, it's messed up a bit vocally, um, mm. but I like that sort of subtle guitar and the wailing. I don't know. You guys are more musical inclined than me. That sort of wailing style of the guitar. It's a bit sort of. I yeah. love that bit. Yeah, I love that bit for the chorus where it goes, wow, wow, but then it builds up with the giant. <laughs> yeah. 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 In, that, is actually, that is my pattern, actually. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. That's exactly what I got. That uh, just reminded me of Fate Them More, very much so. I was going to say, in, in saying that, though, I, I found myself listening to Locomotive a lot more again, um, prepping for this. So uh, it's it's, it's going to get the chocolates for me for this round. I, I dig Locomotive, I reckon it's a great song. Yeah, I'm joining the car, Yeah, yeah. Eric, you've been pretty quiet. What do you think on this, man? Yeah, well, look, with the garden, as I said, the Faith No More kind of no, no. vibes. You, you, can't, you can't just say garden. You have to say in the garden. Uh, in the garden. <laughs> um, I, I really got those vibes and I actually dug it as a result, so I really got into it quite a bit. I yep. think out of all the songs that tried to blend those acoustic with the distortion but then also do the different tempo changes – I think this song does it the best out of any of the other ones that try to do that in the album. There's a, quite a few that do. So yep. Fine and uh, Coma and uh, I think Bad Apples, Dead Horse, those sort of ones. Yep. So I think this one does it the best. However, Sorry. Locomotive is probably in my top three songs from both albums. Yeah, um, it's a good song. Awesome drum groove or rhythm section. Amazing opening and verse riffs. Crazy timing with the chorus, the way um, Axel does the vocal delivery. Uh, but the outro of that song... I just dig it. I could just listen to that on repeat when the piano starts off and then gets into that cool drum, that drum groove. Yeah. And it's that really wow, 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 the solo of the top. Amazing. So, locomotive for me, 100%. Awesome. 
It's a, it's a bit of a marathon song. It's probably one of their longer songs as well, coming up yeah, close to six and nine a half minutes. minutes or something. Oh, nine uh, minutes, is it? Eight, eight minutes, 56. You don't realize how long. It's because that outro section's, yeah. Mm. I was with you, I go, oh, it's probably like five minutes compared to their other songs. No, it's almost nine minutes. So. Yeah. I love it, eh? I, I can listen to that and repeat all the time. Great song. Round we're 10, we have, we've got another garden, Garden of Eden versus So Farm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Who wants to start this one? I've sort of led into a few other they're rounds. Both, Who wants they're, to? They're both very different. Yeah. Garden of Eden's very, uh, very rocky. Very Pretty fast funky. Pace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Funky. Um, yeah, it's, it's appetite-ish. It's faster. It's a bit, bit, re- bit repeaty as well. Like, I don't find it's very, you know. So fine is Duff singing, isn't it? Is it? I'm pretty is sure it, it is. Okay. Okay. See, I, when I was first listening to So Fine, that acoustic sort of intro, the long acoustic intro, I just found it was boring. And even when it got to the this sort of higher tempo, I actually – actually, my notes here are So Fine couldn't find a tempo and failed to produce any yeah. quality. Yeah, um, it's, it's um, Duff it is lead vocals with Axel singing the intro song verses. Okay. Yeah, so I, I didn't love it. Um and Garden of Eden was just a good up-tempo rock song for me. There's nothing nothing amazing about it, but it, it beats out so fine, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Moosey, were you the same as well? Yeah, I'm yeah. Garden of Eden. I'm Garden of Eden. Yeah, and I was, I was Garden of Eden as well. I, I, I said, yeah, so f- my comments were so fine, but not so great. <laughs> feels, feels like <laughs> nice. they're going through the motions. I just said it just feels yeah. like a bit of... Feels like a bit of an album filler on that one, and I said at least yeah. on Garden even um I could get into that a bit more. It's a bit repeated to me, but yeah, still still better yeah. than so far. Yeah, All right. right, don't damn me and strange for round eleven. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to be up front right here. I swapped this one many many times oh, over yeah? the last week. How yeah. good is the tune in "Don't Damn Me"? Yeah, it's awesome, the riff. Sorry, the riff. Yeah, love it. That's that's why I kept swapping. Because I'd listen to that, and I was like, "Fuck, that's a great song." Then I listen to a strange, I'm like, "Fuck, that's a great song." <laughs> I kept swapping. A strange is a great, yeah. I was I was listening yeah. to a strange not long before we came into this, and I was like, I was still under pretty undecided for this round, and I'm like, a strange has got yeah some really good sections of it as well. I, I like the, like the style of a strange as well. It's, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Don't damn me, yeah. I, I get what you mean with yours. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Strange is a great song, but the start, the way he sings, remember I'm forgetting Sarah Marshall with his vampire, um, vampire play. <laughs> and if I you was know, Van Helsing. You know what? I, I, I've got side notes. Reminds me of Sarah Marshall oh, where he does, oh, where he does a vampire. Yeah, oh, like the- oh, oh, and that means we've got, a, we've, got a, we've got a segue to crime scene, Billy Baldwin and Sarah Marshall. <laughs> Remember how we remember how we thought the killer masturbated before committing his crimes? Yes, take a look. Looks like where he's going, he'll need to know how to masturbate. <laughs> what <laughs> do you think? Find, Ru- don't they find his dick behind the header or something like that? <laughs> and the other one, what do you think, Rush? It's gonna be hard for her to re enter the pageant without a face. <laughs> and this other one, he was Detective Hunter Rush. He was either stabbed in the aorta or it was his time of the month. <laughs> So, so he plays a pretty good um, uh, like role in that, jo- Jonah, Jonah Hill. You know, he plays Hill. like the disgruntled sort of, you know, I guess he's a waiter where he's trying to get yeah. Russell Brand's attention. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, 
He's got like a he's got Aldo. sorrows at the end. Is it Aldo? Aldo Snow. Aldo Snow. Aldo Snow. Yeah. Aldo Snow. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, where he's singing inside of you, and Jonah Hill's in the background. He's just getting right into it. Everyone else is just a bit like, "What the fuck's this guy doing?" <laughs> I've just gone from Re- six to midnight. <laughs> Review said African trial was the worst thing to happen to Africa since apartheid. <laughs> <laughs> As his film clip, you know, where he does like he's at the airport and he's just like he's just humping. passion, humping and passion all the women and stuff. And it's, oh, it's just hilarious. that was a great movie. I th- Paul Rudd in that was pretty good too. The kind of, um, you know, the chill out American who's moved to Hawaii. And what's his name? <laughs> I don't even wear a watch. Yeah, I don't even wear a watch anymore. That's so cool, man. No, I got a clock on my phone. <laughs> There's three movies that, I, that flew under the radar. I never, like, I didn't anticipate, I only just stumbled upon because someone said, let's go see this. It was yeah. that American Pie, yeah, and um, Team America. Team America. I saw that in the movies. Uh, <laughs> I saw all three of them. I saw, someone just goes, "Oh, we're going to see this." And I, I, no, I there was no hype. Like, remember, there's no hype for American Pie, was there? Oh, uh, not like uh, not, not the I, first I, one. Not I, the first I one. I went saw it though. I went saw yeah. it with an ex missus, and I won't name which ex missus it was, but I remember American Pie one. It was, American, it was American Pie 1, and um, I remember but it wasn't like the, the, cinema, the cinema was absolutely fucking ch- – Hoyt's. It was still Hoyt's yeah. then. Cinema you know, Mrs. Fucking- was 17, yeah? Was it 17? No, it was 17. You're talking about the second one, maybe. It was 17, the first – it was not the first one. No, the first I one. The, I, re- I, saw, I saw the first one the night before I got my peas. I remember it was – Okay, okay, yeah. My, okay. my brother and I, we went to what do you, the What do you mean I didn't have Mrs. when I was 17? Oh, when did you to see American Pie? Did we? yeah. No, Eric. Yeah, I think Ryan was with us. No, this is where I first heard about it. Me and my brother were in the movies because mum was doing shopping and we didn't want to shop, so we went to the movies. And American Pie, the ad for it, like the preview for it come on, and me and my brother, because we were young, we were wetting ourselves. It was the the movies. Obviously, yeah. But that was the – that was just a preview. I think after that, we went and told you about it, so we've got to see this movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't hyped up through the media, I'm saying. No, like, no, what? no. We, me and my brother saw the preview and went, we've got to see this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Which which one yeah. of you boys tried the uh, warm apple pie trick first time? Uh, I tried yeah, to do it. It's also homemade. Yeah, so <laughs> you just stole my joke. <sighs> anyway, Black Flag with Henry Rollins. Don't dare me. I got that kind of vibe from it. A strange... I will admit, when I first started listening to it again, it was really popular. All the reviews I read on it online, it was really popular among Guns N' Roses fans, and it took me a few listens to understand why, and then it kind of clicked. And then I was like, actually, I kind of get it, and I just loved it. it the, I actually thought, though, to improve the song, they should have dropped the tempo down to like Civil War style, like really drop the tempo back. Don't, ha- don't have it mid-tempo, really drop it down. I think yep. it would have been even better. I'm trying to think of it was slower tempo. Okay. Now listen to it again and then think of it slower tempo. There are parts of it, particularly the lead, the melodic lead that uh, Slash does, I reckon it's actually much better if it was dropped back. Can't you play it on YouTube and actually reduce the pace to 0.75 or something like that? I might do yeah, that. you probably could do I that. Can down, I can down the tempo for YouTube. I'll give it a go. Well, well why Moose, while Moose has given us our uh, his thoughts, why don't you do that and let me know what you think? Yeah, I've gone for a strange... Um, the nostalgia of uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. I can't get inside <laughs> of you out of my head either now. Inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was a good movie. But I'm with you. I went to Strange as well. But don't dare me. I was very close. Okay. I'm listening to a Strange now at 0.75 and um, 
It sounds like a really slow power ballad now, like. The Pentium 2. <laughs> seems, seems like I need to get a lighter out now at a slow pace. Yeah, but that's, that's what I thought. Like, if you dropped it right back, you're going to have that, that power behind it. Okay, anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. Yeah. All right. Okay, good. So, what's, what's your choice then, Cardi? Uh, look, I like Estrange. I'm going to give my chocolates to Estrange for this round. Yeah. You? What are you going yeah. Yeah, I think we all went strange. And again, like for me, it was there were so many singable and memorable hooks in it. Actually, I think it was probably one of the most commercial songs on both albums that you know you, you can see can reach a bit of a wider audience. Yep. So yeah, it, it's pretty damn good. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this next round, round thirteen, Dead Horse versus. Oh no, sorry, I've missed one. Apologies. Round twelve, Bad Apples versus. You could be mine. But uh, wow. let's just remind our views, uh, listeners at home that uh, if they need to, episode seven, Peter Podcast, what was it called again? Judgment Day? <laughs> Jesus. Come on, it was that like the last episode? We've got Bad Apples versus you. Could be more. Let's, let's start on Bad Apples because I've got a feeling how this round's going to go. But um, Bad Apples, I've got, I got some real like jive funk out of this one. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's, pretty, it's, it's a pretty funky song, yeah. It's it reminds like, me of an 80s Chili Peppers album. It reminds me of a oh, really? start of a porno. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I will admit, yeah, the guitar at the start. That, yeah, yeah, that's a, actually a good analogy. Do, 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 think, do, do, do. For me, though, the rest of it sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. It was a, I've got the, my notes here was it's a sucks bad ass. honk. A, a, yeah, a bad, bad honky tonk. It's a bad yeah. apple. I was going to say it's just a bad. My notes were it's a bad. It it starts okay and then it's a bad apple. <laughs> so I, I've actually got actually I'll read my whole things. Bad apples was a bad honky tonker, almost as bad as bad obsession. There's a lot of bad in that sentence. There is. Okay, okay. So let's go on to probably what's going to be our winner for a round then, and one of my oh. personal favorites and such a fucking cracking gunner song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> shout, shout out to Cooksey if he's listening. Thanks, thanks for <laughs> yeah, the devil whores and, uh, and commenting for our Instagram posts. Thanks, Cooksey. Yeah, Danny, Danny Cooksey, for anyone who doesn't know who we're talking about, it was uh, Tim out of Terminator 2 Judgment Day, the red-headed mullet-wearing friend of John Connor. Um, gave who's, the like who's and threw him, up. Who threw himself in harm's way. Agreed. The T-1000 to block him. It would have e- easily killed John Connor and ended the, the future resistance. Yep. So yeah. Underrated character. Unsung Under- hero. Yeah. It was one of those sliding doors moments. Imagine if he didn't do that. T-1000 would have got John Connor all over. Done. On you, Danny. Game, Game over. Game and, over. well, let's segue back into the song. Arguably one of the best placed songs in a movie <sighs> ever, which I think you referenced during episode seven, Cardi. I did, and this is I, this is this is why this is why um, Use Your Illusions two outside one because of this song in Terminator solely. Ah, good point. And I still reckon that the rifle in the roses box was on purpose by Arnold Schwarzenegger slash James Cameron. I'm pretty sure on the extended version of the video part of this song, it's got the band coming out of a bar, and it's got correct. It's got it's got Arnie and he scans Axel Rose, and it says yeah. Waste of ammo, waste doesn't of it? Ammo. <laughs> yeah. Waste of ammo. And he look, Axel's, I'm pretty sure Axel's got a dart and it's got you know, yeah. Duff and Slash and all that. Just, just a, it's, a, it's a cool video clip as well. I like they got Arnie in for it. And um, yeah, yeah. It, overall, it was, the, song, it, the song's fucking powerhouse. But on the, but on the song, like, that drum roll at the start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Cardi, you love the. What I love the best is that dueling guitars. Yeah. 
It's one of their better riffs. And again, like you referenced it before with, I can't remember what song it was, um, that it belonged, or it might have been Perfect Crime, that it was an appetite song. I reckon this that riff that Slash plays and the bass and all that could have easily sat on Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. It just when it goes into that uh, that first verse, you know, you're a cold heartbreaker. Rip the bird and now rip your heart into, and I'll leave you lying on the bed. Yeah, Axel, Axel does get pretty high. I can't With get your that bitch slab rubbing and your cocaine tongue, you get it done. And I love the bit at the end when um he's going, yes, you keep be mine in the back end. You keep be mine. Oh, you keep be mine. Yeah. You keep be mine. And then ending, you keep be mine. But okay, I watched higher, that. It's, 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 it, sounds, it sounds like he's just uh, discovered he's got five STIs at once, fat screen. I watched watch, watch the live. <laughs> done a piece with chlamydia. You keep be mine. I watched, yeah. the, I watched the live in Take Air last night, like from 1992. He's there with the fluffy mic in the spandex, but this, where he does that jump and spin kick off when he does the spinning around. Fuck it, sick. Yeah. And Slash plays it with the non Gibson guitar, that red one for that song he doesn't play. Oh, Gibson does he? Song. It's like, I don't know mm-hmm. what type it is, but it's a red, it's like a like a sort of warped uh, fire, uh, firebird sort of. Okay. Shape. It might still be a Gibson. Yeah, but yeah. it's not the normal Gibson he plays. Yeah, it's okay. always that. I'm looking at when I'm looking live now, and it's always a red guitar. Okay, my favorite bass. Speaking of uh, Firebirds, is the Thunderbird bass Gibson Thunderbird. I, that's I covered that's that a, bass. That's what I meant. That that's what I meant. The yeah, but the Firebird version is the guitar of it. The Thunderbirds, yeah. the um, Thunderbirds Nicky, are Nicky, cool. Nicky Six years, isn't it as well? Oh, does he? I think so. Yeah, he probably does. There's a few um, underrated bass, bass player as well. Yeah, he's actually really good. Yeah, he wrote he, he writes all the songs to Motley Crue. Yeah, loves a bit of drugs too, or did. Did. What kicks out your heart? Yeah, it was about him dying, right? Yeah, had heroin overdose and they had to keep mm. give him the, give him the adrenaline shot like on Pulp Jesus. Yeah. We should give Sorum uh, a uh, nod on this, this song as well. You could be mine. Simple drum it. rock. Yeah, it's got it's 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 the drums are simple, but like the I find the drums drums are out of really good system. Huh? It's Pip could do it. You saying it's an easy Fart. it'd be an easy song to drum? Pip fart it's not, it's not hard as fart on a snare drum. Um the, the, the intro is not too hard. It's just Tom Rolls. Um and then some triplets, but that, yeah, that's pretty standard. But I agree with what Cardi's saying. I think you're saying the feel of the drums. Yeah, yeah, the feel, great, feel of the drums is great. Great. Yeah. It, it, I think out of all the songs on this album, I said Adler's got better feel. And what I meant by that is Sorum sounds a little bit robotic. I think this song breaks that mould a bit. So I agree with you, Cardi, that it has a better feel, better rhythm um, to this song. I just, Sorry, I, just found, I just found listening to it, I'd break, I'd break, I like to break out parts of the song. I listen to just the bass, just the guitar, just the drums. And I found the drums, like some songs, like um, another good example is Breaking the Girl. I can listen to just the drums mm. for that song. And the drums yeah. are like um, from Chad are just so good. You can just listen to that. This is pretty similar where that you just listen to drums and they're just a sort of yeah, very yeah. You know, yeah. Going on the bass for Gunners, you just, oh, that tone that um, Duff gets in Duff. the bass just. But he's love. He does those little like he just does those little rolls, doesn't he? And the uh, yeah, he hits the like nothing's nothing super extravagant. He just but he knows when to do it, when his place is, when mm. to throw in a little like. Songs like Sweet Child of Mine, like, you know. Little runs, there's, there's, yeah. There's little runs, there's little octave hits and that. Oh, it's so mm. good. 
Yeah, he's, the way I like to describe his base playing, it's very restrained, and he has to be because Axel's doing crazy melodies. Well, and Slash is doing what he does, so I think he plays around that really well. Yeah. So I think that's unanimous then. You could be yep. mine. Yeah. Well. All right. Yep. Back to, where are we now? Round 13, Dead Horse Dead. versus Don't Cry. Alternate lyrics. Yeah, alternate lyrics. Okay. Um, who's opening up this one? I like the start of Dead Horse with the little acoustic thing and you get the ch-ch-ch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a horse <laughs> I've My exact thing here is Dead Horse is yet another pedestrian entry not required. That's all I'm going to say about that one. Brutal. Yeah. So um, yeah, Don't Cry is a better song. Yeah. Well, the the interesting thing with this one, though, obviously it's got alternate lyrics. Did you guys read through and have a bit of a look? I did. So tell me, first, I, I, yeah, I was going to say, tell me what the – I didn't get time. What, well, what's the difference between alternate and the original? So it's about it's about the same event, but it's almost from a different kind of perspective in a way. So the, the original lyrics are more, I guess, universal and you could attribute it to a lot of different things where the alternate lyrics are more insular. Yep. And it's like he's kind of talking directly to a to a person, yep. um, and that one, for me that makes it more kind of heartfelt and a little bit more closer to home, if you will. Okay. Um, so I I actually prefer this version than the original for the really. Lyrics. I like the yeah. original better. Uh, see, I I read them and I listened to both over and over. I actually prefer the alt. As I said, I don't like in this second one how the ah yeah 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 comes in faded in. I don't like how that does it. Okay. So I like I, I, well, I know the original is the one they play on the film clip, so that's obviously the most well-heard version. But again, like I just, I wanted to be pretty definitive which one I liked, and I just kept going back to uh, alternate. Yeah, Sorry. okay. Um, yeah, look, I think you guys, <laughs> I think your opening comments about um, Dead Horse were pretty accurate. Um, and yeah, don't grow. It's, it's a great song. I wouldn't say it's one of their best songs though. Um, I do like the lyrics though, like the please remember, you know, like do um, long drawn. I just got long drawn out closing vocals. Um, pretty good mid again a mid song solo. Pretty good quality one um, against Dead Horse. Though, yeah, it gets my it gets the win for me tonight as well. I think you guys are similar. He, that cry yeah, beats he, Dead Horse. Yeah, indeed. So he is a little bit of a tidbit as well. Yep. Shannon Hoon. Do you know who that is? Uh, is it, yeah, Blind Melon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so his, he, uh, his sister went to school with Axel. He sings on his song, doesn't he? He sings on the a few songs in the album, and this is one of them, but he actually appears in the video clip for Don't Cry. Ah. So when they're on the roof and the helicopter's He, he died, going, didn't he, Harold? He did, yeah, like yeah. only a couple of years after this. But, yeah, Blind he's Melon the other had, guy singing Blind on the, on the roof. They were great. Change, um, which is one of their bigger hits outside of No Rain, that was the first song Shannon ever wrote and is a fucking belter. Yeah, right. In fact, I prefer that song to uh, to No Rain by Blind Melon. Well, okay. now we're on to our, the final round. Do we even need to go into this? Let's just talk about each song. All right. What are you going to start with, though? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Good one. Start with start Coma. Coma. I yeah. love how it starts with that sort of pulse drum. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Boom, boom. Wanna leave me in a coma? Boom, boom. It's actually a pretty cool riff. It yeah. reminds me of like a WWE entrance song. It does, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I actually like it. I reckon it's a good song. Yeah, I like, I like. I like the hospital, like, yeah. like 
blah, 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 emergency for well, ward five, you know, whatever stat. <laughs> yeah, get, get this man some adrenaline. <laughs> I love that bass. Do, 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 do. That could definitely be like um like a lower tier WWE superstar walking down to the ring. I reckon with that one. But that um, that sound he has in the bass, it's like that. I'm trying to describe it. Tom Morello, one of the effects he uses, it's like a hollow. I'm listening to cylinder it now. sort of. I'm describing it. Good no, drum build up as well. Yeah. I love the, the pulse to it. Well, it's another one of those songs that goes through a few changes as well. It's got yeah, it goes for a long Ten time minutes. too, was it? Ten minutes, yeah, yeah. She, um, she's uh, probably the longest song, longest yeah. song that I think we've done tonight. Ten minutes, yeah. four, uh, ten minutes, fourteen. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I reckon it's one of those songs that are really go good live too. I haven't heard it live, but I reckon it'd be a sick one if they did that at the next tour. Axel, again, if you're listening. Um, I will just go through my exact notes because it's very short. Yep. My world sucks. <laughs> Even if Coma was a bad song, which it isn't, it's actually quite a good song with some really solid riffing, it would still win. My World Sucks. <laughs> what the hell is My World? It's, it's not like- even a song. It's like some fucking 90s, early 90s, trying to be hip or different. Yeah. Do you know what reminds me of? It's a massive pile of horseshit. The music oh, at yeah. the start of it reminds me of like the, like, remember on Predator 2 when it had that sort of downtown shot of South Central LA? Yeah. Mm. It sounds like the music that's off that, but it's it also worse. it also sounds like they're trying to. Be, it sounds like a tryhard uh, white zombie. <laughs> it is worse than Metallica's "My World" off Saint Anger, which Wait, is absolutely. I don't shit. want to hear any bad comments about Saint Anger. All right, it was one of their best, if not their best, albums ever. Yeah, the first three <laughs> songs, I agree. <laughs> I wouldn't even say their first three songs. The first three songs are good, man. I've heard them all live, and they're all pretty sick. The rest of the album was was shit. Anyway, but yeah, my world. I don't even think it's a song. I just think it's like a. I don't know. Like one of the things, and the reason we're doing this in particular, this episode, right? I think we all identify and agree there is a lot of filler on both. Yep. Um, but the whole point of this episode was to go down and get all the best songs off it. But I think doing that identified the fact there is a fair bit of filler on both albums. Yeah. There's at least two or three tracks that are like, and particularly on the the yellow one, it's like if you just left them off, just it would have been such a better product. Both albums have fillers, like that's what I mean. So you got, I'm just going to run through them really quick. The two we had quick pitted at the start: Bad Apples, Dead Horse, uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door, Shotgun Blues, So Fine, My World. Fuck, there's a few. Yep. Okay, so let's do our scoring for Coma versus My World. I'm guessing we're all going Coma because My World's an absolute pile of shit. <laughs> my World <laughs> leads me to Coma. <laughs> are we are we ready for scoring, lads? I think so. So I'll throw in one more quick, uh, one more tidbit before we go. Uh, the whole band almost died before they just signed um, originally with Geffen Records. So it was Geffen. It was Geffen. Yeah. <laughs> Let um, me guess. Drug overdose. Uh, no, no. They were in uh, Toyota Celica. Um, when another, oh, car, silly car. another car drove into the side of them at a junction, leaving uh, Adler with a broken ankle, and uh, the car was pretty messed up as well. I'm pretty lucky to get wow. away with it. There you go. Uh, there you okay, go. so let's go for Do we want to go round by round scoring? Or you just want me to give an overall score? Okay. Yeah, go. Well, we know the round we by round. We know the answer gives a score. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, winner, and it was very close. It was it was actually a dead heat on round 13, by the way. So we went Ooh, to okay. round 14. So what was that? Six, was so what six? It was nineteen. Six? To, it was nineteen to nineteen um, on round thirteen. 
um, bringing out the uh, second place uh, User Illusions 2 on 19 points against the winner of User Illusions 1 on 22 points, so 22 to 19. We have a winner for uh, Episode 9 of Quick Bit, which is uh, User Illusions 1, 22-20. So I'll, go, I'll quickly ah, go through the rounds. So we, had, we had Round 1, uh, Civil War got it, 3-0. Uh, round two, this is a split round. Dustin Bones was two to one. 14 years got one point. Uh, round three, uh, Live and Let Die got the two points. And yesterday's Eric's point there was one point. Um, round four, clean sweep to Don't Cry. Round five was a uh, a clean sweep to get in the ring. Round six, clean sweep to back off pitch. Round seven, clean sweep to double talk and jive. Round eight. Clean sweep and an easy clean sweep, November rain. Round nine, clean sweep to locomotive and a, and a good win in my book. I was happy with that one. Uh, round 10, Garden of Eden, got it over so fine. Uh, round 11, another, there was a lot of clean sweep rounds. Round That's 11, I mean, clean, yeah. clean sweep, estranged. Round 12, easy clean sweep, you could be mine. <laughs> don't even bother with bad apples. Uh, round 13, clean sweep to don't cry. Um, and round 14, don't even bother showing up. My world came and got it with a clean sweep. So there's only been one descent. Uh, was... two, two. There was two rounds. Two? Where, yep. Two rounds okay. where we had a split. We had a split on Live and Let Die versus Yesterday's and we had a, a split on uh, Dustin Bones versus 14 Years. So rounds okay. two, two, two and three. Rounds two and three had a split. Every yep. other round was a clean sweeper. Oh, that's why we get on so well. We all like the same shit. So, okay, here's one for you then. Not not a quick bit, just an observation. Out of both albums, which ones do you guys prefer to listen to? One. It's a tough call. I feel too has more fillers on it, has more too many bluesy crap fillers on it. I like the first one better. What even with yeah, you ain't the first and bad obsession on it. Well, still 12, fourteen songs then, isn't it? One thing, one thing we haven't done. We haven't done our ultimate albums, lads. No, no, we're getting there. I'm just like asking you guys. Which one might, do you prefer? It might be nostalgia because I owned it. Yeah, okay. No, I listen oh, to look, it always. I can easily listen to both, but I think I do trend towards the Blue Album more. Um, just yeah, because some of them, yeah, just like Locomotive, Civil War, Yesterday's. I love it's, it's, it. it's weird. It's weird you say that. Even though Use Your Illusions won, won it tonight, I would probably, which doesn't make sense, I would lean more probably towards Use Your Illusions 2. But 2 has You Could Be Buying on it. Yeah, I know. I was going to yeah. say, Sue's got one of my favourite songs. Of all yeah, that's time. why I probably yeah. Oh, well, I would miss out might, on November Rain, though. If November Rain was on User Religions 2, okay. that would be an easy What's the top November five Gunner songs out of all the albums? Well, we're about to do Ultimate Out of every album? Yeah. Wow. Shit. Um, oh. Okay. Straight off the top of my head, I'd go, can I go, can I go like singles, big hits? I'd probably go songs Whatever. I can live without. I'd go... November Rain, I'd go Welcome to the Jungle. I'd probably go Paradise City, You Could Be Mine, and um, we'll make my fifth. I don't know. I've got to think about the fifth. You guys go. What's your top five? Well, here's the controversial one. I don't like Paradise City. Really? Nah. Overplayed for me. The Triple M effect. It's the reason I like Paradise City, and here you go. You guys are going to call me Nerdlinger again. There was a. Um, Can't hardly wait. Computer conventional. No, there was a game that included <laughs> it, so it's like yeah, it's uh, and it was a, uh, it was a, uh, what was it? Uh, Paradise. It was the game was uh, World Burnout, Warcraft. Burnout Paradise. It was just where you cruise around sitting in a car and smashed up other cars and stuff. It was pretty cool. And, nice. and the and the opening theme music was 
Gunners Paradise had licenses for that. So it was wow. it was it was pretty good. Um, number five. Well, what are you guys going to go? Oh, I definitely chuck in patience to be in there for me. Off lies. Uh, Welcome to Jungle will be on there. Sweet child of mine, maybe for more. Fear. I love Night Train. Night Train's one of my favourites. And then I'll probably go, yeah, like, oh, tough one. I'll probably go Civil War Just in November Rain. That'd be my top five. Yeah, yeah I'll probably go November Rain, Patience, uh, Night Train, Welcome to the Jungle and Rocket Queen. All right, ultimate albums. Who wants to go first? All right, let's do it. Uh, um, yeah, okay, you want me to lead out? Okay, Get in the Ring, number one. Right Next Door to Hell, two. Perfect Crime, three. You could be mine at four, locomotive at five, live and let die at six, seven, civil war, eight, never rain, nine, the garden. Uh, and then this is where mm. I sort of start to slow it down a little bit. Don't cry, yesterday's, and then I close it out with coma. Lovely. Hang on. Which don't cry? Original oh. lyrics or alt lyrics? Alt. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I went vault. All right. Um, right, right, right. Coma was a good one to close it out with. Yeah, I agree. That's a really good one. See one more? Well, give, yeah, give us yours, Merz. Civil War, Right Next Door to Hell, Dustin Bones, Dustin Live, Bones and let, okay. Live and Let Die, yep. Don't Cry Original, yep. get, yep. get in the Ring, Back Off Bitch, Double Talk and Jive, November Rain, You Can Be Mine and Coma. Ooh, nice. that ended on so, Coma. Ooh, nice. two Comas. There two you comas. go. Yep. So here's my ultimate album. In order of the songs that I do it. So I've done it actually structured the way I want to hear it. So Civil War opening, Strain into Dust and Bones, followed by Live and Let Die. Transitions back to Yesterday's. Then we pump up the volume a bit with Perfect Crime into Locomotive. Uh, a Strange, just to tone it down a bit before getting the ring. Oh, uh, and double Strange. Sorry. Follow, you're right. Followed by uh, getting the ring, followed by Double Talk and Jive. Just a fair bit of swearing there in the midpoint. Oh, yeah. Uh, November Rain. You could be mine, but what I've done here, I've actually combined the two don't cries, starting with the original lyrics, and a seamless transition. So it's basically just four verses or so six twice. Verses. So it goes well. It's in there once, but I'm blending it into one massive song because I love the lyrics in both and how it flows from the abstract into the more personal. So that's my closer. Have you tried to do a bit of a parabola? Parabola there. <laughs> Pretty much. That's exactly what I've done. Um, and just for anyone listening who gives a shit, that was technically my 13th song. My 14th song would have been Right Next, right next Door to Hell. That was going to be my um, secret song album closer if we'd done the 14. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, now, with the 12 ones, you know there was an actual Use Your Illusion 3. So, in 1998, Geffen or whoever the record company was actually released a blended one CD uh, made up of uh, 12 songs from both. Well, uh, well, that's what I'm going to read through now. So, Live and Let Die, followed by Don't Cry Original, You Ain't the First, November oh, Rain. Really? The Garden, which actually features Alice Cooper. In the Dead garden. Horse. All right. And then Civil War, 14 Years, Yesterday's, <coughs> Knocking on Heaven's Door, Estranged, and The Other Don't Cry. So, Don't Cry is on there twice. You've got You Ain't the First, which we booted from our list, oh. and Dead Horse. It was it was a stinker. Who's, who's <laughs> I think dickhead, we've done a better who's, job. Who's a dickhead put that, that, put on, that song on there? <laughs> does, um, does, it was a record does, company. 
I thought that was really interesting, the fact that they did release that blended album, but it actually had a lot of the filler on there. That's that's why I was interested in seeing the 12 that you guys come up with. I think yours um, are much better than the one that they released. I agree. Thank you. Very nice of you. No worries. Well, that well that brings us to the end of uh, our actual- uh, 20 minutes. Yeah, we've done Perfect. all right. Well, you, you, really real, well. you realise we did, we're up on three hours, but anyway. Um, no, two hours 20 of actually presenting it. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, that'll be a nice, um, easy edit. So thank you, lads. So, so what um, are we doing? What are we going to do for the next episode, boys? Was it was Blink One Two? Yeah, we're doing the ninety. Blink. We're doing uh, Cheshire Cat versus uh, Dude Ranch versus Enema of the State. We're going to do a song for song like we just did then, because that seemed to work pretty well. I think we should. Yeah, I reckon you'll be great. We'll have a look at and see what the length of each CD is. Yeah. Um, nothing's going to beat Benoit Balls, by the well, way. Why uh, anyway. A Blink album is about 30 minutes or 40 minutes yeah. max. Yeah, yeah. The good pretty- thing about these three albums in particular too, it transitions them from that really early skate punky kind of stuff into a little bit more, I don't know, better songwriting territory and then into the commercial stuff. So it's actually a pretty good pit, I reckon. And we, I think we've already mentioned the movie tonight, but- Enemy of the state. We're definitely having some great segues there. <laughs> Absolutely. Do, 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 yeah. do, and I'll tell you what, Blink are one of those bands too that you could actually take any segment. You could actually take any segment of their career and it'd be a pretty good pick because they've changed their sound up quite a bit over the years. Um, all the way up until that neighborhoods. And even now with what's his face from Alkaline Trio, who took exactly. over from Tom. Yeah. Yeah, what's his face? I know. But uh, no, that'd be a good one. Looking forward to that one. Sounds good. All right. It sounds so. It sounds like we're locked it in. Um, so we want to thank everyone again for supporting us and listening to us. If you haven't already, uh, we've got a couple of episodes out that have dropped recently. Uh, episode seven, uh, Judgment Day, and we have episode eight as well, Slave Against the Machine, which you should definitely go back to and give a listen to because they're both cracking episodes as well. Actually, if you haven't listened to all our episodes, go back and have a good listen. You can also find out who is the most drunk per episode give us your vote on who was the most drunk per episode and uh that'll make some good conversation as well i'm gonna put my hand up that i was probably the drunkest on the first episode we did easily by far um i will admit moose on episode four, four. part two yeah he was he was railed was classic <laughs> and cardi in the lot in seven and eight yep <laughs> no nah, not eight as well nah, yeah you're bad <laughs> uh, okay all right Sick boy, get to bed. Uh, I will. Good nah, episode, guys. Penny boy, really you downloaded. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll nah. be here for 65 years on the Penny Boy. <laughs> yeah. But um, if, you, if you're out there, obviously give us a follow uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you do, um, and also on Instagram, at Peter Podcast. Uh, all of our social media stuff goes up there, all the links to the podcast. Check us out. Uh, and we hope to see you next episode for a bit of Blink-182. All tell, right. you, tell your friends, tell your grandmas. Uh, yeah, have a listen. Especially grandmas. Especially grandmas. They'll appreciate it. Thanks, guys. It's been fun. See everyone uh, next episode. Episode 10.